Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. How are you doing? Um, has it been a rough day, mate? It has been a rough day, actually. Are you glad we decided against recording at the... Y- yeah, <laughs> the hospital. What's been going on, then? Well, the, the, the thing is, like, me and you, we, we get really jovial around a potentially serious subject. I know, before we go into that, I, I did want to speak to you about that, actually, because do you think we ruined Eden Camp for Abby? <laughs> Because we were acting like children. Mostly you. It's hard work, isn't it? Like, you are hard work. You are relentless sometimes. What are you on about? Just like you're talking in like facts and if you mention anything, you've got like some sort of random fact on it. I can't help being clever. I can't help being I'm HDHD. HDAB. HDAB. You turn oh, into a 12-year-old and like you point at stuff and go, what's that? That's me being interested in something. No, but you're going, oh, nine more huts. Why have they spread it out into nine huts? They could have only seen one hut. I like to, for some reason, I've got this weird thing in me where I like to pick fault in museums. It's not just in museums. It's in your friends, uh, your, no. be- your belongings, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Look- I think I'm trying to find something amusing in it or interested in it, I think. That was our problem. We were walking yeah. around there as if we were being followed by cameras. <laughs> Just trying to make each other laugh. It must. It, I mean, it's tiring for us. Imagine what it's like to stand there listening to it. At one, at one point... 99% of, of it is not funny. <laughs> at one point, I had a moment over that... What was that submarine called? I didn't think went underwater. A U-boat. Oh, no, there was a... To be fair, that was an invention I'd never seen no, before. No, I think it was the U-boat. No, no, no. Well, there were two things that both involved underwater. Things. Firstly, Tom didn't realise that a U-boat was a submarine. Tom thought a U-boat was a submarine that just kept the top of itself above water. Fucking <laughs> idiot. There was a canoe that was like a war invention that went underwater, and Tom argued with three children about whether it went underwater or not. And there was a diorama set up showing it underwater... And Tom was like, no, it's not underwater, that. And he had a big row, and then his wife had to chip in. Yeah, as soon as Abby, Abby comes there, I know it's, I've got to back down there. But I was, there was a moment over a U-boat, and I just took a, I took a breath to myself, and I'm like, and bear in mind, there were 27 huts, and this was like hut four. And I'm like, 
God, it's quite fun, isn't this, with me and Dom and kids? It's, imagine what Abby's like. You must be having, like, five children. I know, because we get very mm. juvenile, don't we? It's almost like we're trying to impress the kids. <laughs> but, yeah, so, so Eden Camp's really good, though, isn't it? Eden Camp it is, is brilliant. Oh, brilliant. To, to summarise our internal joke there. It's expensive, but Eden Camp is basically, it's um, a prisoner of war camp um, that, that was used in World War Two. Yep. One? No, two. two? When did when did the prisoners come from? They didn't even invade our country. No, the, oh, if the planes crashed, then they took them, didn't they? I actually don't know. I mean, we sh- really should know that after <laughs> after we've just been there. Twenty seven hours. I actually don't know. So all these original prefab buildings from World War Two are still there, and they've turned into a museum. And these aeroplanes and these old military uniform, which is ridiculously small. That's what one like, thing we realised is how, how small, small everyone was. It's weird. It's like it's a human race. We've just, like, grown. It's like only got grown. What are we doing now? I just want to double-check something. Podcasting. Is that again? Podcasting. Oh, okay. Why what? Well, just that message I sent you earlier from Dave, my mate. Oh, right. The, yeah. Okay. Just um, have a look at your phone. And you're going to do a live reaction to it. This is the full video. So I'm going to forge on the full video. You'd have to watch the full video. It's the opening sort of 20 seconds. Just have a listen to it. Why can't Dom pronounce the word podcast? Really simple. He puts two Y's in it. Podcast. It's like, calm your mouth down, mate. Hello, welcome to this week's podcast. <laughs> Just say podcast. What? It's class, mate. Best really- stop. So Dave's Podcast. a really good mate. Podcast. <laughs> Podcast. Podcast. I've never, I've oh, never yeah. noticed it. I can hear it now. <laughs> Boy, I oh can my hear God. It. Do you know why? It's because I'm nasal. He's t- mocking my adenoids. Podcast. Podcast. Put two Y's Pyod. in it. I am saying Podcast. <laughs> I mean, if you were to write it down, it'd be like a Welsh word. Dave sent me this video message. Really nice message. He, he started with that and I was like, I've never known it. And I listened back to one of the episodes and I was like, yeah, that's not far off, actually. You do podcast. Yeah, that is weird, isn't it? Well, someone else to be self-conscious about. <laughs> Brilliant. Cheers, Dave. Anyway, we'll get to this. We will get to this crux of this, won't we? We will get there, Dom. Uh, the, the, the crux of this, every the week, start of this conversation. Every week, we say we won't be a mess, and yet it's messier. It's all right. It's fine. It's good. It's but yeah, Tom. Right, Tom. So after last week's episode. And the, it's, it went really well and we, we, you know, we gave blood and there'd been a really good response to it. Tom, by coincidence, had a hospital appointment today and we were umming an hour and about whether to do it, whether to record it, because we feel like these experiences are really good. And, and, and giving blood is a voluntary experience, but having to go to hospital for something pretty important and something that we should all be doing is something we undenied about recording, but it's a bit of a personal thing and Tom's actually a bit worried about it. So we didn't record it, but Tommy's going to talk us through the process. Is that right, Tom? I am. I am, mate. I was going to make a joke about penis enlargement, but I won't. Um, so we, about, I've, always had, I've always had loads of moles in my body, okay? I mean, if you describe my back, it's like looking at it into the night sky, the constellations in the night sky. I mean, Brian Cox have a field, get, field day on my back. It's just full, it's caked in moles. In it, Don? You see my back. I have seen your back, yeah. And looking into the night sky is, do you know what it actually looks like? An egg. You know, like a speckly egg shell. A speckly egg, yeah. 
Yeah, it does. And the skin underneath it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's, good. it's yeah. a great, great one. So I've always You've been also got I'm, a bit of a thing for moles, haven't you, on ladies? I do like moles. I mean, on Abby, I mean. Abby's got a couple of moles and I'm like eyeing them up like, hey, you all right? Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, come on. It's not funny. So I went to, the do- I went to a clinic in Leeds. I paid privately because I could not get my doctor to look at my moles. I like, rang up all the time, the GP. Check my moles. We don't do it here. We don't do it here. I'm like, Why don't you do it? I'm worried about them. I went years ago and the lady just looked at me. She took my top off, looked at me and went, yeah, you're all right. She didn't even look under a microscope at my moles. She just looked at me. She went, you're moly. End of. So I'm like, well, I'm worried about them getting like, you know, melanoma, cancerous. So I went to this private clinic in Leeds, paid 250 quid. And uh, she looked, <laughs> she she strip off. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, I, I was like, do I get naked? Am I getting naked? Like what? You know? So anyway, got got down to me underpants. I didn't feel comfortable going fully fully naked. Anyway, she looked all over and she found eight moles that she was like worried about. She's like, yeah, these are a bit abnormal. Blah blah. Blimey, well, eight. Loads, yeah, but bearing in mind, I've got about one thousand on my body. I'm essentially a walking mole. Um, <laughs> Mel- I just remember, yeah, fine. The, 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 yeah, the lad, the lad at school, his nickname used to be Mole because he had he had a mole in his face. And do you know the song Spandau Ballet, Gold, Gold? Oh, no, 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 no. I feel like that, that you Mole. having so many moles is your, your comeuppance for bullying of some yeah, boy why didn't, the, why didn't the... See, most of the... Do you remember Enrique's mole from Bo Selector? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad, that one. Not funny. So anyway, so she, she found eight and she referred me to back into the NHS, tra- fast track. Went to see a doctor on Wednesday um, in Halifax and he were proper... Uh, straight talking and I always think when you go from like a private and I never go do private healthcare by the way it's the first time I've ever done it to NHS it's just chalk and cheese like private you walk in you get a skinny latte a comfortable chair a really nice receptionist it's all right you know like a five star hotel NHS sit down Sandra behind counter uh, I have got an appointment do on screen do on screen if it's working today so you're like tapping screen Anyway, so I saw this doctor and uh, he's looking all over my moles on my front and he goes, oh, can you turn around, please? And I've got my top off, obviously. I turn around and he, he like, audibly gasps. <laughs> I actually heard him take a step back. <laughs> he gasped and went... Sandra, we're going to need a bigger magnifying glass. <laughs> I said, you're all right. And he went, I've, I've never seen as many moles. This is... There is a lot Really? Because I've seen you topless and never... Really thought your moles, although I normally them, I spread them well. If you if you look for the moles, you can see them because sp- I've got such a vast back. It's like a the plains of Africa. I was gonna, but normally, when I see your back, you bent over a toilet vomiting. <laughs> so I'm normally distracted from the moles. <laughs> Very true. So he was like, oh "God, uh, to step back, you've got a lot of moles." Starts polishing his magnifying glass or whatever it is that scope thing. I'm thinking he's thinking I'm going to be here all day. So he rattles around them all. Uh, right quickly and we sit down and we talk about loads, loads of questions and uh, I'm feeling pretty anxious at this point because he's like yeah there's quite a few here which you know are, are, are slightly worrying or concerned and I'm like oh my god so I'm I'm, I'm quite nervous I, I wasn't nervous before because I thought I'm just just I'm just going to turn up and he's going to go you moly go away he's not going to do anything and so I'm quite nervous and then the, 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 the parting shot um, like just before I was about to go was um, can I give you some advice he went what he went if you went on a sunbed, it'd be like committing suicide. Oh my god! But you spend a what? lot of time in the sunshine in your string vest. I'm like, just oh, don't paint a picture there. I'm like, what? You can't say that. Anyway, I'm about to go, and I went, oh, before you go, have you looked at this one on my shoulder? 
I just want you to double check that. Oh, I did. I must have missed that because I've got thousands. Pulled my top up and he looked at it and he looked at it for like, all the others he looked for about four or five seconds. This one, he were on for about 20 seconds. I'm like, oh, here we go. And he, and he like cleaned his magnifying glass, did it again, like, and he were like, yeah, this one, this one is, um, is, is a bit worrying. This needs sorting. And I went, all right, okay. Uh, do I have skin cancer? And um, he was like, no, 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 explained all what, what they're doing stuff. He said, right, you need to come back in to get this removed. So I went outside. I saw, him sp- I saw him speaking to a nurse, and then the nurse came up to me and she went, right, you need to book an appointment. I went, yeah, when, she went, when can I come? Like, you know, May. She went, tomorrow, half past three. <laughs> and I'm like, plumbing uh, That's quick. Is that because they went, were worried about it? They had to get you in quick? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So I was like, yeah, all right. So that was today was this like, it's not really an operation. Um, and it went at half past three. And I, I were like, I were pretty much babbing it. Like, like they give you this, any sort of thing like where they're jabbing a blade in you, they give you this big leaflet, which is like, you know, what you can eat and drink and where you can drive and stuff. So it's a bit, and I've, you know, I've never had a single stitch, never broken a bone, never been in hospital overnight, nothing like that ever in my life. Never. The, the thing is, it's because you don't look into stuff. Your, your bones and your legs are probably all shattered. Like, you, you, no, you, you quite often I've ring me at, oh, my ankles, my ligaments are sore. No, no, no. Yeah, my muscles, I have got really big bones. You felt my ankle and thigh. <laughs> my thigh bone is like an elephant I, hang tusk. On a minute, hang on a minute, I've not felt your ankle. In what situation have I ever felt your ankle? I'm sure you've felt my leg. Like some sort of I'm Victorian going, I'm porno. Sure you've, I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure you've sat next to me and, like, squeezed my thigh and gone, look at that leg. Yeah, you your have. your thighs are twice the size of my thighs. But that is a, there's a lot. I'm of not sure it's like muscle. I don't think you've got like stegosaurus thighs, like huge bones. But you do have big thighs. I have got big bones, so it's very unlikely for me to break a bone. Anyway, never been hospital, so I'm nervous. I get there, and I'm the last one. So they're all like in Easter mode. You've got bloody Easter bonnets on and eating chocolate eggs. I'm like bloody hell, who's gonna bloody, who's doing my surgery? Yeah, someone <laughs> cooked out on chocolate. Hey, is it, is it right. surgery? Is it surgery? I don't know. Well, when I saw the apple core bearing down on my shoulder, I thought, this is bloody surgery. Oh. So I'm, I'm laid on bed. There's two like older women. Go on, take your top off then. Come on, let's have a look. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like my body on my moles. So then, you know, get on bed. Oh, look at these moles. Bloody hell, Fiona, look at this. You know, classic. Are, and, you, an, um, are you an oddity? Are you a medical marvel? Don't know. You could be a marvel superhero. Mole man. Mole man. <laughs> Um, you only work at night, obviously. You can't be out in the sun. Can't see. <laughs> Just dig around. No, because that's a different type of mole. Why are they called moles? Oh, the mole hill. No, because the mole hill looks like a mole. Is that why? No, it's Latin, is it? I don't you know. You keep telling your story. Latin. I'll have a look. Uh, I do need you to engage with me a bit on this one, though. Because something quite funny happened. So I'm on the bed and she pulls out what I can describe as an apple corer. And um, she's like, oh, she's explaining what, what she's going to do to this mole. She finds the mole straight away, by the way. She's like, you don't need to tell me which unit it is. It's waving at me. <laughs> okay, is that, is that obvious? So she didn't look at a bit of paper and ascertain which mole it is. I could have been like, oh, take off this one if you want. And she just went on my, what I said, which was weird. There was no like professional, which one the doctor, anyway. What? So she's picked one at random. Well, no, she she picked the one I told her about, um, but it, she didn't look at a bit of paper which the doctor had written on where the mole was. Do you know what I mean? You, you were just like... You should have said all of them. All of them. Well, well I thought, like, let's get a few whipped off whilst we're here, let's get your apple, <laughs> apple core out. 
And she 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 literally goes, I've got this. And I went, is that a biopsy punch? And she went, yes, it is a biopsy punch. She went, how do you know? I went, I've got 50,000 of them in a warehouse in Brighouse. I'm trying to sell them. <laughs> and she was like, what? I said, is that eight millimetre diameter biopsy punch? She went, yeah, it's eight mil. I went, I'll bring them in next time if I'm a regular. And this this these biopsy punches I got from India about two years ago, three years ago. You could be the first patient to take his own equipment. <laughs> And I got 100,000 of these biopsy punches, 8 mil, 10 mil, and 12 mil. And the, the tender only took half of them, 50,000. So I'm literally left with 50,000 sterile biopsy punches on a shelf in Brighouse. Sorry, I zoned um, out there. What are you on about? <laughs> um, you were right. It does come from the Latin. Elom. It doesn't say what. It just says it's from the Latin it's meaning more, of the word, but it doesn't say what it is. That's more backwards because that's what we used to call the guy at school, Elon. Oh, you were a bully. She goes at me and she it's local anesthetic, bang, in in with like that, stabs me with it like that, bang, twists it like you're literally coring an apple. Uh. I, can feel, I can feel it ragging it. She's like uh. twisting it, uh. and and then she like flicks it out like a over over lady like practically catches it and puts it in this little bottle. Did you keep then, it? No, but I went. Can I look at it? And she went, I'll show you it. And she like dangled it. And it was like, do you remember spud guns? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you like, spud. like someone's being, you, you know, when they, they do those things to call the earth, to get a sample of the earth. Yeah. Like that. And then it was like a perfect circle and my little mole on top, proud as punch. And I was like, that's deep. And she went, yeah, we've got to go deep. And it was probably a centimetre little tube of So, so now you've got a big hole Three, in you. Yep. Three stitches, and I've been laying on the sofa. Oh, have you been feeling sorry for yourself now? Your record's over. Now you have had surgery. No, no, I'm not going to class it as surgery, to be honest. So I've got to wait four or five weeks for results. Can I have a look? At what? The results? Your hole. It's just, no, there's a plaster on it. I'll have a look at my hole. It's not the first time you said that, is it, Don't That's it. It's just that. you got a plaster. Is that the first time you've been wounded? Because you're immortal? No, I, I cracked my head up when I was younger, but I had... I had um, I didn't have stitches, I was scared. I had butterflies. Do you remember butterflies? Yeah, they're just those little I, stickers. I asked for them. I went, oh, have you got butterflies instead of stitches? Yeah, everyone wanted them, I, didn't they? And she went, sorry, Mr. Fletcher, you're going to have to have stitches. You're not, you're not a child. Um, and then I've got my tongue tie to go in. I've got it going for in a, in a few weeks. Oh, yeah, you're getting a tongue tie. You're getting an operation normally reserved for babies. <laughs> I'm going to queue up behind the babies. With my tongue tie. You, they're going to be snipping up babies. Are you, looking forward? are you looking forward to that? I'm looking forward to being able to stick my tongue out more than Abby <laughs> is. Abby can't wait. <laughs> this is a family, family podcast. But you know what? Look at this. Look at the speed I can do. Yeah, I know, but it's no good because you can't get it. It's not going beyond your nose. <laughs> can't use that for anything. That's bad, Neil. Look at that. Tom can stick his tongue out about a centimetre. Saying look at that is not good for podcast Tom. I think it looks like you're faking it. It looks like it's a joke. That's what everyone says, but it ain't. It literally is not. What, I can see the tongue fake having a small tongue. Huh. Can't Good you, banter. Because your teeth are really gappy. Can't you fit the tongue tie yeah. between so the, the teeth? Reason, the reason I haven't had it seen to before is because I've got a gap in my bottom and middle teeth and the tongue tie goes through the gap. Oh, right. That's hence why I can stick it out a centimetre. If I didn't have that gap, it won't even, my tongue wouldn't even leave my mouth. Horrible to have an operation on your tongue. No, it's just, it's not an operation. Again, it's just a snip. I would literally, I want to queue up with the kids and they're going to be like, where's your child, Mr. Fletcher? And we're like, it's me who's on the tongue tie. And the doctor's going to go that, bang, with a pair of scissors. Yeah, but that's going to kill, isn't it? No, surely not. Oh, but I bet it does. 
have you ever bitten your tongue? It's like the worst. Yeah, it does hurt, actually, doesn't it? Middle at night. Have you bitten your tongue at middle at night? Have you done that? Oh, in my sleep, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a jaw. I, I tense my jaw in my sleep. Why? A cl- I must be stressed out in the, in the night. And I, I have to wear a gum I have to wear a gum shield. It looks like Invisalign. I have to put it on my bottom teeth to stop me clenching. Sometimes I wake up like, and I've got like locked jaw. Like literally a rugby gum shield you got to wear. It's like that, but it's see-through. It's like Invisalign. And it you stops might as well just, me. Might as well get Invisalign. It stops me grinding my teeth. Yeah, it's bad. And my jaw, my jaw sometimes really hurts. God, we're falling apart, aren't we? We are. It's this episode really. about how when, when you get into your 30s, you start falling apart, which is true. You feel like you're invincible until you're our age. Yeah, de- definitely. Stuff starts going wrong, wrinkly. Oh, I'm sure we did a whole episode on this. Um, when's it downhill, though? Like, when do you feel like you've got to the top of the mountain and you're on the way back down to the grave? I don't know. I mean, I guess we're already on, on the downward slope. Our body stopped giving and started taking away. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, moles being one. I'd say 40. I don't know. Down, I think 50 is the new 40, then. isn't it? Oh, right. Hang on. I just remembered something about middle at night. Hang on. This is really, this is, this is good. So um, it was two o'clock in the morning uh, Wednesday night. So I'm already like, you know, not really sleeping right. We're thinking I've got bloody whatever wrong with me. And um, we heard this horrible noise, like clanking, like clanking of metal. It was like the Iron Giant were walking down the drive. It was like clink, clink, clink all over the house. Like, what the hell is that? Bear in mind, right, I sleep um, naked. Did you know this? I, d- I didn't, but that's the last time we share a bed. I think when, when I'm with you, I put underpants on. So when stuff happens in the middle of the night, I, I can't see because I have my contacts in and I'm, I'm naked, basically. Very much probably like a mole, actually, weirdly enough. I can envision myself being like a mole. So I can't see, I'm naked, and I'm just clanking. I was like, what's going on? The children in the bedroom. Nico's like, "What the? what's that? He's, he's getting upset. Theo's like, my radiator is making a funny noise. And it's the radiators are like going off on one. And I mean, proper. Do you know what? Middle at night, everything sounds worse than it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can so, hear everything, can't you? It felt like someone was stealing our radiator system, our central eating. It felt like we were, our boiler was getting burgled. I'm thinking, someone's in our cellar, and you've been to our house, and it's a scary house at two in the morning. Yeah, Can you yeah. imagine being pitched back in our house? I think someone's ragging the boiler off the wall. So I, I'm naked, at landing Abby goes, you need to go downstairs. And I'm, I'm like, I am not going anywhere. You are coming with me. I am not facing a burglar naked with my contact lenses in. So put some put some jogger shorts on, and I went. And I'd be able to chaperone me downstairs because I was really scared. I expected like five plumbers, like Mario and Luigi, nicking my boiler. So we went into the cellar, and it's re- our house is really scary. Like I can't. Well, it's an old Victorian. It's like an old Victorian house, isn't it? Yeah, but even like the the lead up in the drive, it's like a it's like a haunted house. So I'm, I'm like, shit in my pants in the cellar. I'm like, Abby's, I can't see her. Abby's behind me. I'm like, come on, you need to follow me. I need you. I need you here. I'm so scared. And can't find out. Nothing. Like, there's no leaks. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Is it on? air bubbles or something? And I'm like, petrified. Like, are the radiators possessed? Manhood. Can I ask you a question? Okay. Let's get you involved in this conversation. It's not me telling you stories. Go on. When you were married... If yeah. there's a noise in the middle of the night, who's downstairs in yeah. a cellar room, who's going to that noise? Me, and I'd be straight down there. Why? Because I'm the man and the protector of the family. Are you saying I'm not the protector of the family? Yeah, by the sounds of it. 
send Nico down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's scary. I'm, I'm not going to lie and say, oh, I'm going down there like some sort of hard man, but like I'd take a golf club or something. Yeah, a weapon would be a good idea. I'd draw the line at a old... knife. Although, I don't know if I could swing the golf club. Can you imagine the sound of a golf club hitting someone? Also, like in a small room, because you hit the wall. Because <laughs> it comes round. Yeah, if you're like coming down staircase. My brother had an old samurai sword. Jesus. That was, that was his weapon of choice in burglars. In, in fact, one time we were getting burgled, or I think we were getting burgled in the old house, and my, mo- my dad came to the top of the landing with a baseball bat, and my brother came out of his room in a samurai sword, and they're both in the boxer shorts, and I came downstairs and went, what the hell are you two doing? And then they continued to run downstairs to like a spider going over the sensor. But anyway, so yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't get that. I feel like... I just can't do it. I find it really hard going downstairs. It's because you're a big guy, but you're soft, aren't you? No, I'm not soft. I mean, I'm soft. Mad. I'm not a fighter. The, f- the thought of a, f- a fight makes me terrified. But if I was protecting my family, I'd absolutely... Do you know what it is? I think if, if I knew there were burglars there, I'd be all right. I don't think that's the issue. You're scared it's a monster? <laughs> well, yeah, I am. When I were I'm, a kid, I'm generally I, scared. He's like a, a little alien or a ghost. When I was a kid and we lived in an older house and I heard noises like that, I was I thought it was Slimer from Ghostbusters. <laughs> Another eighties reference for you there. I thought he was knocking about. I did. I just never grown out of that, like being scared of stuff that I shouldn't be scared of. Well, it's still scary. If it was a burglar, that's terrifying. Did I ever tell you in the old house when the alarm went off, I just got out of bed and I ran into the wardrobe full pelt. What? I was panicked and so scared. I didn't know what to do. I just got up and ran head first, fall into the wardrobe and I actually woke the neighbours up. Are you not very good in a in a in an emergency situation? I think it depends on the emergency. Do you know what? I'm, I've got to say, I, it's the one time that I am all right, that my head's not a mess. It's the one time I become ultra-focused. All right, well, well, uh, a guy's... I had his leg chopped off in a car accident. Could you deal with that? Yeah. Bell off, round his leg. <laughs> Tourniquet. Tourniquet. Tourniquet, what it's called. Yeah, I think, I'd, I think I'd be fine. Like, if there's someone's life in peril, I think that something takes over you. You must be scared of something. Oh, I'm scared of everything, mate. I'm scared of financial ruin. I'm scared of... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't be scared. I'm not. I'm Why not... is everything so much scarier at 3 a.m.? I mean, I imagine financial ruins more scarier at 3 a.m. Yeah, when why, you're why, about is, it. why is the dark scary? Yeah. Why, why does bad things happen at dark, like in the night? Why did they choose the night? Yeah, why, why, why did my radiators have a dicky fit at 2 a.m.? Why not 4 p.m. When, when they come home from school and it's daylight? Yeah, I mean. I'm in, um, I live in like an old Victorian terrace now and they've got the radiators on the wall like there are in many houses, but the, there must be a radiator on the wall in my neighbour's house near where my bed is and right. she's got a dog and I can hear the dog's tail like whacking against the radiator. <laughs> it's going ding, 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 ding. Do you feel like knocking at the door and saying... Can you send your dog in a different route around the house, please? Yeah, I'll put a towel over your radiator or something. <laughs> it is unusual when you move into a terrace house, the noises. I mean, you'll be used to with a flat. We used to hear our neighbours argue all the time, like screaming. Really? Like, at what point do you call the police? Like, glasses smashing against the wall. Like... Yeah, I am, so, I am sort of used to it. You know, once on a work trip, and I won't mention any names here because it's a guy who's on telly, 
but I was on a work trip. I was I was in uh, I was filming. I won't say where because it might give game away. And we were in a hotel, and this guy was in the room next to me, and he'd flown his girlfriend over, and they had a huge row, like massive row in the thing, and she's throwing glasses. And, and smashing stuff up and hitting the, I could hear it in the telly and he's saying, no, th- th- you know, th- this isn't, our, these aren't our belongings. Don't do this. Why are you doing this? And she's saying, you've cheated on me. And he's saying, no, I spent thousands flying you over here. Why would I do that if I was cheating on you? And this is in the room next to me. Massive row. I could hear it in graphic detail. Anyway, 15 minutes into this blazing row where she was going to leave him and fly home, they start banging against bathroom wall. <laughs> I know what's going on. You were coming there. Honestly, it's very, very passionate lovemaking. How does how do the, how does his or even her heart cope with that extreme of emotion from like arguing to like then sheer adulation yeah, and but joy? See, I'm kind of like you. I don't really lose my rag and, unless my I'm you know I feel like I'm being backed into a corner. I don't lose my rag unless I feel like I'm at my wits' end, or I yeah. don't get mad. Unless I've been pushed, which never happens. Uh, normally on the footy pitch. But have you have you have you have you ever punched someone like square in the face? No, I've been headbutted, but I've never I've never thrown a punch. I've kicked someone. Last day last day of school when I was at Salts Grammar School, the some younger hoodlums. Everybody tell me this. You follow, told, followed told me at uh, school, so I was just walking through Saltaire, sunny, sunny day, loving life. The end of, <laughs> end of sixth form, you know. It's always the case, isn't it? You're always lo- loving life when you're about to get punched. My school life's over, and honestly, it was like a 1950s movie. These lads came up to me and they went, and I'd, I'd, I'd just done Greece at school and stuff, and they obviously were like, they'd taken exception to the fact that I was like in this play or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, li- I like to think they were jealous. Yeah, they definitely were jealous. They wanted to be Danny. And uh, one of them just came up to me and said he wanted to fight me. And he punched me in the back of the head. Ooh. So I kicked him and he and he hit the ground so hard. Like it would have been, oh, a, straight, right. it would have been a straight red. And he, he, he hit the deck. And then all his mates started piling into me. And I was so lucky that one of my mates who were a rugby player were coming up Victoria Road in Saltaire where this fight was occurring. And he came over and just lamped one of them. Brilliant, and they all and they all ran away. But yeah, that was bad. That was that was pretty scary. That's the worst thing, then you reckon? Uh, quite a few people offered to knock us out, didn't they? When we did Bantam's Banter, <laughs> and I got headbutted in a in a Bradford and Bingley rugby club once because I was standing at the bar and a girl was standing next to me. And oh, I go, I was a girl involved. I I I think I just leant over and said, I must have been like asking if they had any Red Bulls to get a vodka Red Bull. I think is. And I leant over and just like a little bit leant across her and her boyfriend came up behind me and he went, Oi, nut. <laughs> Straight nut on those. That's, it's weird how we've... I've, I've been attacked a few times like that. It's weird how we've never given up back. Like, I feel a bit ashamed saying I've never really punched anyone square in the face. I feel a bit like... If it, came to, pre- if it came to protecting my family, without question, I would do it. Oh, I, I think I would. I mean, I've got it, I've got it in me. I mean, I reckon it'd be quite dangerous. I've got hands like sledgehammers. I know, and you've got the, your dad's buttershaw blood in there. Well, I think it's my mum's whipsy blood, middle-class blood, but anyway. For, 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 the, uh, for, for those of you from outside the area, buttershaw is a renowned yeah. rough area. And uh, Alan's been known to give out a buttershaw kiss. 
My dad's got loads of fight stories, hasn't he, Dom? You've heard them all. Yeah, but you'd never, ever believe it. Tom's dad is the, the nicest man. Always brings me a little Snickers to football. He does. Lovely man. <laughs> you wouldn't think of him headbutting, would you? Like and he's our biggest, he's our, he's our biggest fan. My dad, they called it the Buttershaw kiss. That was, that was his, that's my dad's thing, the headbutt. It's fighting's horrible. I don't get it. I don't get how people got, want that. I don't get, do you understand, like, foot, uh, football... Like people go to fight. Some people yeah, oh, choose no, yeah. to fight. Like they're they're like there. Let's get messy. Let's get in there. They usually got goggles in the road. I mean, once when I was um, I went to a Bradford City away game at Rotherham, and you had to go through Leeds train station. And when we got to Leeds train station, there were Leeds United fans waiting for us at the train station. And me and my mate shit our pants, hid in a train toilet. Everyone else ran towards the fight like bloody Game of Thrones. Spears out. Oh! Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's, it's it's just daft. It's, stuff like that's daft. Pointless. I did get a bit of a taste for it when we did that boxing training, oh, no, and I got in the ring. I did get a real taste for getting punched in jaw. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at school I opened, and I'll, you know what? I'm going to say a name, Joanne Craig, and she was the school sort of uh, female bully. There was always like a female bully, wasn't there? Someone who were like always harder than lads. Probably probably grew up with like seven brothers. And like biggest working class estate in Yorkshire, and I opened a locker by accident. My locker was below her locker, and I was as I was opening my locker, it opened hers, and she saw me do this. I sat down in class for you know the morning assembly thing, and she came over and she whacked me square in the face. Oh and she, had a, she, had a, she had a sovereign on. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you grew up in shameless. <laughs> and I was like. What the hell, Joanne? And she went, you opened my locker. I went, no, I didn't. Why would I go in? I went, everybody's locker in the whole of the school, Joanne. Why would I go in yours? You're harder than all the guys in here. You, I mean, you came out with knuckle dusters, out of your mum's room with knuckle dusters on your hands. <laughs> I said, why would I open your locker, Joanne? And she goes, well, even if you did it by accident, you still opened it. Well, that's not a reason to punch me as if I did it by accident. Bloody hell, Joanne. And apparently now she's really nice. <laughs> Speaking to my old form tutor, and she's like, "Oh, Joanne's lovely now. She's lovely. She's seen the error of her ways." Is she single? You don't want to go out with Joanne Craig. She'll murder you. We've got a spare. We, we, we're going to um, we're going to see another. Po- we're going to see a podcast live, aren't we? Parenting Hell, Rob Beckett, Josh Whitaker. We're going to see it live. Yeah. And about a year ago. We bought six tickets because Tom's going with his wife and Phil, you know, a friend of the podcast, he is going with his wife. And they're like, oh, Dom will have met someone by then, by next year, next day. <laughs> and guess what? It's a week away and we've got a spare ticket. By the time this podcast goes out, it's probably going to be a few days away. But and we, we want, you've, you've got to bring the plus one. You've got to settle the equilibrium. Well, I was going to... Three couples is good. Let's all couple up. Hey, I was going to ask up. a mate, but you said I can't. You said I've got to find a date. Well, like, it's that, that, that's, that's penis heavy. It's penis heavy. Four players, two in that scenario. It's not fair on girls. Why? What's going to happen? We're not, it's not orgy. <laughs> no, but they, the girls are going to be over there talking and us four are going to be absolute lads, lads, lads in Manchester over in another corner playing darts or something. I can't just come up with a woman who's, wi- who's willing you, to you, come you out li- with my friends group. You literally can just bring a woman. That is fine. The way you said it then made it sound like you were saying I should just bring some sort of street woman. Well, at this point, I mean, we, you, you're clutching at straws, aren't you? Look, I'm sure you've met many friends along the way, haven't you? Women who are just friends. Bring one of them. Just pick one. I'll work something out. 
It's a, you it's, better do. At the time of recording, I've got a week. So. Do not. I mean, as much as I look, I'd like to see Batesy. If you look, don't waste a ticket. Last worst case scenario, you bring Batesy. All right. Well, Batesy, Batesy didn't know I was going to ask him, but he is a listener, so now he's going to know. Hi, Batesy. Your brother runs like a cat horse. <laughs> <sighs> That's a weird inside joke to bring up now. Sorry, I know his brother, and I've seen him play Farriside, and he run, he's like a horse. He's like a, he's literally like a horse when he runs. Good football player, solid. But anyway, carry on. Anyway, it's getting internal. We've, we've promised not to do that. <laughs> this whole thing's been internal. Um, anyway, can we can we can we well, let's let, let, let's make it a short one this week. But can we tease some guests? Let's tease some. Come on, Dom. Yeah, so we've got James Harkin from No Such Thing as a Fish. He's coming up. The reason that he was delayed, he was supposed to be on last week. You might remember. Um, but his baby was poorly. That baby actually was really quite ill, so it's fine now. Um, and James was going to come on this week, but he's got a book deadline. But we're <sighs> determined to do it in person with James because he also wants to come up and taste some Northern Yorkshire golf. He does. Um, we've already mentioned James Bedford. Uh, James Bedford. Neil Bedford. <laughs> Who's James Bedford? Uh, Neil Bedford, photographer Kasabian. He's lined up. They're the they're the concretes, aren't they? And we've got a. A few maybes. We're going to have um, ITV Racing's Ollie Bell. Ollie Bell. Who he's a, is he confirmed? Yeah, he's a multi-sports presenter and, you know, he's been in papers for things. Do you we want to talk to him about that. Do you know what I like about this podcast? Nobody tells us what to say and what we shouldn't say. The only sort of thing is the edit by Henry, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we're talking about guests we're going to have coming on. And we've made that decision to talk about that, haven't we? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how the brain works. You <laughs> think stuff and then say it. Sometimes with no <laughs> filter. Um, yeah, and Pedro, Pedro the oil rig man. We've found, we've found an oil rig guy. It's, it's called Pedro, and I thought this was a spoof account, but it's not. This is, this is Pedro's bio. And I've been messaging him, he's a bit nervous. Work on North Sea oil rigs, subcontracted to Shell. Ex-squaddy, 3rd Battalion, the Rifles. Got a degree in geography bad gr- and bad grammar. Love getting... I won't read that bit. <laughs> i tell you what, he sounds like the type of guy you can ask about how to defend your own household. Yes, that would be good. And also, he's ever punched anybody. But this is one of his profile pictures, Dom. Look at that for a rig. Oh, he's on an oil rig. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got a rig. We do still want a clown. If you know a clown, that would be fantastic. Yes. And um, I've downgraded from murderer... And I'm thinking now, after what happened overnight, a burglar. Oh, yeah, someone who's done burglary would be good. If you're active, we can we can change your voice, we can give you a fake name, that's fine. Or a form burglar who's reformed and he's not burgling anymore. Or maybe just burgling shops rather than houses. But you can give us advice on how to secure our homes. Yes. That's a really good... Because, you know, I don't set my alarm at night because I'm God, scared of going like off. It sounds piecing together some sort of one of those shitty low-budget Channel 5 programmes. <laughs> Anyway, that's future guests. They're they're all coming up. I have got a lot of work to do around this house because I moved into a house a month ago, still living out of boxes, and I'll be honest with you, I don't know where to start. I have no interior design taste whatsoever. I don't know what what I'm supposed to do. Any advice? If you're listening to this and you've got advice on what to do, or if you just want to come and do it for me. The problem is, Dom, no one's actually emailed us yet. We're waiting for an email. I open those emails every single day week and not one email comes in does it email us manhood at, <laughs> manhood at pod at gmail.com for house advice 
any interesting stories, get in touch. I mean, preferably you'll want to do it for me. Yeah, ideally. And if you're a woman, it will help because Dom has been given the green light. I've got a spare ticket. That That was weird, actually. That was, you know, we can end on that. We went to the pub, didn't we? We were having a pint. Yeah. And Teddy, my son, started talking to Abby about me getting a girlfriend. (laughs) It was really surreal, but it was good. Did you feel, how did that make you feel? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I've kind of spoken to him about it before, but I think that the having a ticket and needing a date made it sound a little bit cinderella <laughs> And he kind of was like on board with that one. Oh, does he know that he's, you've got a plus one for Rob Beckett? No, well, that's what that's how it came up around the table. Shows how much you listen. So I didn't hear that bit. It's just I, the way it, with fairies in his own head. I just heard, I heard him say... Oh yeah, but you can you can get a date, you can get a well, you can go on no, dates, well, what, but not through apps, not through apps. Yeah. So what actually happened was, I think Abby might have started talking about Rob Beckett, and I saw the way it was going, so I chipped in quickly and I said, "Oh Ted, you'll never guess what Tom and Abby are trying to force me to take a date to Rob Beckett, who got a spare ticket." And Teddy went, "Oh, I think that's good. Yeah, as long as you don't meet someone on an app." Yeah, Ooh. I mean, it's, <laughs> fair enough, to the lad. So I've got that going on. That's just another yeah. thing in my head. <laughs> Yeah, but you're all right though, generally, aren't you? You're not, you're not stressed or out. You're not depressed, are you? No, not at all. <laughs> weird question. Why, why are you laughing at that? Because I've actually been, I'd sp- I'm speaking to a psychologist. I'm trying to, do you know, it's hard because I, about um, the ADHD thing, I'm, I'm, are you really? I'm absolutely convinced I've got it. So I've tried to get a psychologist, but they're, they're kind of like you, not the psychologist, but the referrer. They're like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> sounds like. You're just a bit- just you as a person. Like when I was describing stuff, I said, look, I know this sounds like normal human behaviour. Like the example I gave was a bit weak, actually. I said, I said look, look, I woke up this morning and I felt hyper-focused on tidying the house. So I, st- I came down, made myself a cup of tea, started hoovering around, like started hoovering before I could re- move furniture and start emptying boxes. And the battery went on the hoover, so focus gone, sat down, yeah. w- watched telly for five hours. Have you not done any jobs today? That little point. Yeah, I have, and then I went shopping. All right. Bought myself a jacket. Standard. It's the fourth one I've bought this month. <laughs> you, you, need to, you need to see a psychologist over your jacket obsession, never mind your ADHD. It's impulsive purchasing. But anyway. Did you Google psychologist? No. How would you, no, well, because I've got him? private health care. You can ring and say, I've got this going on. And I How do they know it's you? I don't want to get... Because you've got a sign-in and all sorts. I don't want to get. I don't want to get into the weeds on all this. Bloody hell. But I'd, yeah, I thought I'd, I'd try and speak to someone see if I have got ADHD because I think it can makes I, sense. Can I use that phone to make a call about some stuff? No, because you're not called Dom or Teddy. But why can't I just say it's Dom? Well, you could, but then that'd be on my record that I had whatever fucking ailment you've got. <laughs> I'd ask him to not put it on the record. Uh, weirdly for his want... appointment, Dom seemed to have bloated and gained 15 stone. <laughs> That is rude. That is so uh, no, rude. No, no, it's not rude though, is it? Are you bigger than me? Do you weigh more than me? Do I weigh 15 stone more than you? No. What do I'm, you weigh? Uh, 12 and a half. Yeah, I weigh 18. Near enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, m- m- listen, mate, if I'd gone up to 18 stone between appointments, there would be a fucking problem, wouldn't there? <laughs> so <laughs> it's a sizable difference. I've got a mate who was going in for an, an epidural. It's not a woman and she's not pregnant. And he's got to lose two stone in a month. What's the epidural for? He's got a bad back. How are you doing that? Two stone in one month. Impossible. Your, I don't think that's possible. I, I said you might, you might have to lose a limb. 
Like, I don't, or, or, or fake it. If that was possible, to, to lose two stone in a month, everybody would be on that. It's hard, that, innit? I reckon if you didn't eat anything, you might lose a stone in a month. I think two stone might be impossible. It'd be, you lose it too quick as well. You get saggy skin, I think. I always think on that, that I, and I'm a celebrity, it'd be quite good to go in because they lose weight quite quickly, don't they, in there? For a, as a diet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the fame, mild fame. Well, so much for keeping this a short one. It's quarter past bloody Sorry. 11. Okay, thanks for listening. This it, it were, you know, a bit of a box ticking one this week, but we will have guests lined up. And what boxes know. were you ticking? Just just making sure we did one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that right? Fine by me. It's a weekly thing, isn't it? We've got to do it every week, regardless. Happy Easter, Dom. Have a good one, mate. Happy Easter, Tom. Manhood!